Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. up listeners welcome to another episode of thinking outside the boombox your number one source for hip-hop and r&b news my name is ahmad and i'm your host it is sunday march 29th um, and this is thinking outside the boombox another live stream in the books and this week we will be continuing the best hip-hop albums of the 2010s tournament Um, there are 16 albums left and round two uh, kicks off today. I've been calling it the Sweet 16 Bars um, round. And on the episode in the studio today, I got my homie Devin joining me via the internet. Say what up, Devin. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Had your mic muted. All right. Say what up again. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Yeah, what's up? Hey, thank you for joining. Um, this has been a very exciting tournament. Not going to lie, last week, uh, I think it was last week, I had Gerald on. And a lot of, a lot of really good albums, they, they, they hit the dust. It, was, it, it, it hurt a little bit. I had to get rid of some really good albums. This has been a tough tournament, probably the toughest by far that I've seen. Yeah, yeah definitely. And uh, there's going to be it's, it's, it's some some albums that are left that I think definitely didn't deserve to be here. I'm looking at Damn by Kendrick Lamar. I, I think Take Care should be there. But, you know, we go. I am sticking to the to the decisions that, uh, you know, the Academy has made as a group. So it, it earned its spot, you know. Exactly. So let's see. So we're going to jump right into it. I'm putting the bracket up on the screen for everybody um, watching the stream. So this is round two, sweet 16 bars. Um, There are 16 
uh, albums left. In the Critics' Choice Conference, we have To Pimp a Butterfly versus Invasion of Privacy by Cardi B. We have Damn by Kendrick versus My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye. We've got Good Kid, Mad City by Kendrick versus Daytona by Pusha T. And then we've got Undone uh, by The Roots versus Astroworld by Travis Scott. So three Kendrick albums in <laughs> in this one conference. Um, Getting ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And let's. I mean, we'll see if all three of them move on. I think. I think. I think it's safe to say that one of them will not be moving on to the next round. But we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then the Fan Love Conference. Uh, we have nothing was the same by Drake versus Bandana. By Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib. We got uh We Got It From Here, Thank You for Your Service by a tribe called Quest versus Summertime 06 by Vince Staples. We got KOD oh, by J. Cole. Yeah, I know that's gonna be a crazy one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh KOD <laughs> by J. Cole versus Tetsuo and Youth by Lupe Fiasco. And finally, if you're reading this is too late by Drake versus Oxymoron by Schoolboy Q. Um so some some crazy matchups, some crazy matchups. Um, so we're going to start in the Critics' Choice Conference, the Poverty's Paradise Division. So this was the division that was kind of made up of Grammy winners. Um, and so let's start with that, that 1-5 matchup, uh, to Pimp a Butterfly versus Invasion of Privacy. Um, so just to remind the stream of how, uh, these matchups are being decided, there are five categories Success, achievements, cohesion, legacy, and the best batch of standout tracks. If an album can win three out of those five categories, they move on to the next round. And we, of course, have a tiebreaker. Um, I'm not sure if I've had to use the tiebreaker. I think I might have had to use the tiebreaker uh, last week, but it hasn't been used much. The albums have, they've kind of been taking those three games pretty easily. Um, All right, so let's start. Let's start with this matchup. Uh, first of all, uh, Invasion of Privacy. Were you were you a fan of Cardi's Cardi's album, her debut? You know, I, I was, uh, but I also have my problems with it, and I think a lot of people do. Uh, my fiance and I were discussing before the pod. Honestly, like Invasion of Privacy was a really good album. It was it was, it was there, but there was a lot to it, in my opinion. And I think that is the only reason that you know it even coming in ranked as five and even beating coloring book last week was was a shocker to me <laughs> just because again i mean i i see the success in the album like i get it you know what i mean the, the songs that she was putting out uh and the songs that i enjoyed from that album compared to 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 pimp a butterfly it, there there are a couple in there where i'm like you know Ah, but then there's some other ones and I'm just like, no. And then when I look at cohesion and when I look at everything else that involved in that first album, that to pimp a butterfly, it just invasion of privacy was, it was cool. (laughs) Yeah, I I completely agree. I I think, I think it is done well to make it um, to round two, because personally I thought that coloring book was going to take it out. But um, you know, when we, I think I did that episode with Joe, uh, when we sat down and talked about it, invasion of privacy, you know, made it on. And that was, that's saying something because, yeah. you know, Joe and I, especially big chance fans and, you know, mm-hmm. you know, that Chicago connection. And we still had to give it to Cardi. So she, you know, she earned her spot, yeah. but, um, if and, I had- and, 
And one last thing to add to that real quick. Like, if you think about it, I felt like this album was put together very well. Like, I felt like it was very professionally put together. Mm-hmm. But that's also, like, my problem with it, too. It just seems like it, it was supposed to fit this mold of how many singles can we get out of this. And that's partly why when you just look at, like, how many of the songs they made in the music videos, it's just like, okay. Like, you know, or, or and not even just, like, how, how many of these songs blew up even outside? Um, it's just like, wow. I was very surprised. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Um, okay, so let's jump into it. Success, the first category. To Pimp a Butterfly has sold uh, at least 1 million units. Invasion of Privacy mm-hmm. has sold at least 3 million units. So Invasion of Privacy takes a 1-0 lead. Okay, okay. You know, right off the, right off the box. Um, That's fair. That's fair. Do you think, Cardi? <laughs> uh, achievements. So... Uh, I've been breaking achievements up into three parts, Grammys, Billboard, and Records. So I'm just going to go through those for each of the albums, and at the end, uh, we'll see who we think should win. So Grammys, To Pimp a Butterfly, has two Grammy album nominations. One of them was Album of the Year, uh, and they have one win, plus six Grammy song nominations, one of them being Song of the Year, and five wins. Um, also a best music video nomination um, Invasion of Privacy has two Grammy album nominations one of them being album of the year uh, and one win plus two Grammy song nominations one of them being record of the year and no wins uh, Bodak Yellow was also nominated twice the year before uh, when it was just a single but it didn't win any um, so for that I think it's very close but I think To Pimp a Butterfly has a short lead in the Grammys because they had five out of six of those Grammy song wins. So that's pretty big because they were kind of even yeah. if you just look at the albums. Um, Billboard, Invasion of Privacy debuted at number one and it spent 101 weeks on the chart and it's still on the chart. Uh, to Pimp a Butterfly debuted at number one and spent 125 weeks. Um, so I think Billboard goes to Invasion of Privacy just because even though it spent less weeks on the charts than To Pimp a Butterfly. The fact that it's still on the chart means that it has the opportunity to continue to pass that number. So I'm open to that being a tie, but um, I think <laughs> that it goes to Invasion of Privacy. What do you think? Just for the billboard part. Sorry, you were chopping up just a little bit. Say that again. Oh, I said, so I'm open to the Billboard category being a tie, um, but I think that it goes invasion of, to Invasion of Privacy. What do you think? Just because they both debuted at number one, and To Pimp a Butterfly spent 24 more weeks on the chart, but Invasion of Privacy is still currently on the chart. So technically, it, it could pass uh, To Pimp a Butterfly in those 24 weeks if it stays on the chart for another you know 24 weeks. Yeah, I think, I mean, and I think that's important, but I don't know. I, I just, I struggle to, to you know, I want to see it. I want to before I truly commit to one way or another. But at this point in time, because I don't have that, I, I can agree with you on Okay, so you're saying uh, we'll just give that one to Invasion of Privacy? Yep. Yeah, okay. I think that's fair. And the, it, like you said, still, it's still on the list. If it wasn't on the list, I could agree with you. Now, granted, I think what Invasion of Privacy came out in 2018 uh, versus... Um, to Pimp Butterfly, I think it was what, 2015? Yeah, yeah, 20, yeah, 2015. So, so, like, you know, if you, I don't know how it looks like when you look at it over the timeline and, like, okay, the fact that it's been, what, for five years now, 
I don't know how, how that one way or another. Like I, I think, like you said, they're still on the list. That that puts them uh, just a step above. So invasion of privacy for them. Okay, okay, I'm with that. And then finally, records. This is this is kind of where invasion of privacy ran away with it. So to pimp a butterfly, the records it broke. It was streamed 9.6 million times in its first day on Spotify. It set the global first day streaming record. And in the 26 years since there have been multiple rap categories at the Grammys, Kendrick became the first to sweep all of the categories solely off of the music from his own album. So he went four for four in all the rap categories. Now, Invasion of Privacy had all 13 songs chart on the Hot 100. 12 of them were on the chart at the same time in the first week. She became the first female artist to have all tracks from an album certified gold or higher. She became the first female rapper to win Best Rap Album as a solo artist and the first female rapper with multiple number one singles on the Hot 100 chart. It was the longest charting debut album by a female rapper on the Billboard 200, the most streamed album by a female rapper on Spotify, the highest ranked album by a female rapper on the Billboard End of the Decade chart, the largest on-demand audio streaming week ever for an album by a woman, and has spent the most weeks on the Billboard 200 for a female rap album. <laughs> like, to Pippa Butterfly, those those were some nice records, but like I don't think any album in the tournament has broken more records than Invasion of Privacy by Cardi. Exactly. So, exactly. Like she is literally killing the game. Like, it, and that's what I said. The album has so much to it. Like it's very short, but I feel like each song brings its own different kind of vibe and it kind of plays with a bunch of different vibes. Whereas to Pimp a Butterfly was very focused, mm-hmm. you know? And I think, I think that's what separates it too. Like, you know, she was giving people what they wanted. Whereas to Pimp a Butterfly, like when we start talking about impact, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to jump too far ahead. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. So that combined with the Billboard win and achievements gives Invasion of Privacy the achievements win. So it's up to, oh, um, okay. so let's jump to Cohesion. Um, personally, I think Invasion of Privacy is a is a great debut but I think it falters a little bit toward the end. Cardi starts experimenting a lot, doing a lot of singing. Um, but I think that Kendrick, and I've said this on the pod, is like the greatest conceptual rapper of our time. He really knows how to craft amazing concepts and carry them through an entire album. The lyrical themes of this album carried through, but then he had that whole poem that was weaved throughout the album that you know was inevitably being read to Tupac. It was a great device. And you can listen to this album straight through, no skips. I think that cohesion should go to Pimp a Butterfly. What do you think? I mean, that, yeah, and I agree. From from front to back, that's the most cohesive album that I... I mean, one of my favorite really cohesive albums, um, you know, where every piece of it touched on the next piece. And if you listen to it out of order, you could still get down to the song, but it did not have the same impact if, in, if you listen, you know, from front to back. Um, and, and like I said even just a moment ago like invasion of privacy good album place um but i mean it still has the the cardi classics but i even think you know when you have some songs in there like you said where she's experimenting and singing that's where you start to see like okay cardi like you do some things very well other things you're you know you're still working on it's not 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 bad per se but mm-hmm. uh, um yeah front to back to t-pab all the way okay so it's 2-1 invasion of privacy now so let's jump to legacy um okay. Invasion of Privacy, great debut. We've said it. It was highly anticipated. Everybody wanted to see um if 
you know, Cardi could, you know, be more than a couple singles for her career. Um, it's well known she didn't write a lot of her songs, um, but mm-hmm. the album did show her versatility. She was able to do a lot of different things on the album, showed us the entire toolbox. Um, but at the end of the day, To Pimp a Butterfly, widely regarded as one of the best albums created this decade. Um, its impact was so large that it will never be forgotten. Like, All Right by itself became an anthem yeah. for a movement, um, for the culture, with Kendrick and this album providing a voice um, when many of uh, when many of us were beginning to find our own voice and speak up against the injustices that were being faced, like I think this album is so empowering and radical that its legacy is going to be tough to touch. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it 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 I think told so many people's stories that couldn't get their stories out, and I mean, I think now you start to even. See- um, you know, TDE and the people that they've brought on and the stories that we're hearing through people like Reason and through people mm-hmm. like, um, you know, Sir, those guys, all of the, all of those guys came in um, you, you know, essentially underneath that Kendrick and underneath that, that T-Pad um, and saw their story being told them like, okay, we can tell our story. We don't have to do it the same way. We can all do it our own way because each of them artists are different. Like if you look at um, so yeah, I, I think, you know, I, I really think that that one stretches further um, but at the same time, Invasion of Privacy did have, you know, a couple of tracks that I'll say did. It, it showed versatility, but not that same reach. Yeah, completely agree. Okay, so it's a tie game. I know, no, man. No. We're getting there. <laughs> we got one category left. So the winner of this category will win the matchup unless we differ um, and we go to a tiebreaker. Um, okay. So this is the best batch of standout tracks. So essentially... Uh, we'll both list what we thought were the standout tracks from this album, where the ones we have in common uh, for each album will face off and the better batch wins. So let's start with Invasion of Privacy. Um, I had five standouts. Uh, Bickenhead, Bodak Yellow, Be Careful, Best Life, and I Like It. Um, so what were your standouts from Invasion of Privacy? And I'm going to keep track of which ones we have in common, and then we can discuss okay. where um, we differ. Yeah, and this is, this is a tough one because, like I said, I did enjoy this fun one. Um, I'll say Drip, uh, Bickenhead, Bodak Yellow, Best Life, uh, Be Careful. Okay. Um, and honestly, Bartier Cardi. Like, that's, mm. yeah, that's, that's me. Okay. Okay. So, let's see. So, you had one, two, three, four, five. So, you had seven. Uh, four. We had four in common: Bickenhead, Bodak Yellow, Be okay. Careful, Best Life. So a lot of the bees. <laughs> um, <laughs> where we differed, you had Drip and Bardier Cardi. I had I like it. Um, now, if I if I remember correctly, when I did the first round with Joe, he also had those two songs on there, and I was willing. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely willing to give. One of Drip or Bardia Cardi, I think I think they are definitely standouts. The reason I chose I Like It, um, because other than Bodak Yellow, I Like It is the song that really blew up, as, uh, like especially on the radio. Like they still playing that song, uh, yeah. um, especially. Oh, you and you could say um, that that mainstream um, attention definitely helped the careers of J Balvin and Bad Bunny in the like the eyes of everybody who didn't really know who they were before. Cause I'm not going to lie. I had never really heard of either of them before that song before they were on this album. So, 
Um, that's that's my um, I guess that's my my defense of I like it. Um, I'm, I can agree with that. I can agree with that, especially when we think about like you know legacy or even impact. Like that song blew up and is still blowing up. You know what I mean? And that's part of the reason that her album is still on the the you know billboards and everything. So mm-hmm. I can agree with I like it. Okay. Um, were you gonna were you gonna decide between drip and body or car? I'm curious which you, which one you're gonna unless you know. unless you think they both definitely need to be there for standouts. I'm probably I'm I'm probably torn between one, and I would honestly choose Barty or Cardi if I had to choose one. I'm glad you, I'm glad you said that. Okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. So we'll let that one go through. So we got head Bodak Yellow, Be Careful, Best Life, Bardier Cardi, and I Like It. Man, a lot of Bs. I, I don't wonder yeah, if she did that on purpose, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so to Pimp a Butterfly, I had eight standouts, and I'm, I'm already, I already don't think all of them will, will make it to the end, but I, I just really love this <laughs> album, so it was hard for me to like not choose the entire album as a standout. Um, I know, right? <laughs> so I had King Kunta, These Walls, you, I, all right. How much a dollar costs? Complexion, the black or the berry, immortal man. Oh wait, that's dang, that's nine. Okay, I had nine. <laughs> Yo, I'm over here trying to cut right now. I'm like, I got twelve off the top. <laughs> I was like, I know that's not gonna work. So I, okay, I, I got it now to about like ten or eleven. So okay. bear with me. Okay. All right, Wesley's theory, mm-hmm. uh, King Kunta, uh, these walls. All right, um, hood politics. How much a dollar costs? Complexion, just because of the intro. Mm. Uh, Black of the berry. Mortal man. Okay, I'm gonna just leave it there because I want to say you vibing song. It's a real chill song that I can like ride to. Which one? But I'm gonna leave it off. Uh, you got you ain't got a lot. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> that was the, that was a tough one. Okay, so, all right, so what we have in common, King Kunta, These Walls, All Right, How Much a Dollar Costs, Complexion, The Black of the Berry, Mortal Man. So we already have seven in common. Where we differed, okay. I had you and I, and you had Wesley's Theory and Hood Politics. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm already going to give you Wesley's Theory, because Joe did the same thing okay. on our episode, and... Um, I, it's there's something with me and intros that I have discovered while doing this tournament is it's hard for me to pick an intro as a standout track for some reason because we were going through the yeah. list and like he would always pick an intro and it would never be on my list and I'm like yo do I have a vendetta against intros and so I've been trying to work on that <laughs> um so I automatic I would definitely give you Wesley's theory um let's see I, I honestly can't really argue with hood politics either. Like the whole album is a standout to be, to be honest. I mean, it is. Um, I mean, and that's a, that would be the one that I could bend on is hood politics. Okay. That, that'd be one I could bend on. So, okay. And personally between you and I, the songs, um, I'd be willing to let you go. You is more of a, like a personal standout for me, but I think if I had to go to yeah. bat for one of them, it would have to be I like that was, you know, out of yeah. all of the songs on that on this album, like this was one of the ones that he was able to make into a radio um, hit, oh. and it still fit the mold of the album. So, mm-hmm. um, okay, so let's let's just drop you 
and Hood Politics, and we'll keep eye and Wesley's theory. All okay. right, so here's where we stand. We got King Kunta, These Walls, All Right, How Much a Dollar Cost, Complexion, The Black of the Berry, I, Mortal Man, and Wesley's Theory, Nine Songs for Tapimba Butterfly. For Invasion of Privacy, we got Bickenhead, Bodak Yellow, Be Careful, Best Life, Bardier Cardi, and I Like It, Six Songs. Now, okay. you know, as I want, I want to, to give Cardi all the props um, for this album, but I think when it comes down to which album, which of these songs is the better group, Cardi can't touch Kendrick. Yep. I, I, yep, I'm not going to say anything else. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, To Pimp a Butterfly moves on with a 3-2 win over Invasion of Privacy, which is, you know, we, we all knew it would happen that way, but, you know, we had to we had to give her her chance. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was a little, was, I was sweating a little bit over here. I'm like, a little worried. Man, <laughs> Yeah, and so and this is one of the things I've noticed is like you know, a lot of the the more successful albums they take that two o lead with success and achievements, mm-hmm. and it's really up to the other album to be just such a good album as terms in terms of quality to take those last three categories because there have been a there's been a bunch that they go out they go up on that two o lead and then they get swept in those last three games and then it's it's ball game you know yeah. what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, okay, so let's move on to the two, three seeds, Damn versus My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Uh, Damn was Kendrick's fourth album, fourth studio album released in April 2017. Uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, Kanye's fifth studio album released in November 2010. Um, success. Damn has sold at least 3.137 million. My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy has sold at least 2 million. So Damn takes a 1-0 lead. Um, achievements. Let's start with the Grammys. Damn has two Grammy album nominations. One of them is Album of the Year. And one win. Four Grammy song nominations. One of them being Rookie of the Year. And three wins. Um, so total, they it was nominated for six Grammys and it's won four. My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, one Grammy album nomination, one win, three Grammy song nominations, two wins. So three, three out of four. So I think Damn has a slight lead because they won more Grammys and was also nominated for more Grammys uh, over My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Um, Billboard, both of them debuted at number one. Damn spent 152 weeks on the chart and is still there. My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy spent 119 weeks on the chart um, and it's not on the chart anymore. So I think Damn extends its lead a little bit with Billboard. Do you agree? I, I would. I'd have to, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, and as far as records go, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy didn't really break or set any major records, even though it did receive a lot of recognition. Um, yeah. Damn, however, got a Pulitzer Prize for music, and it was the first non-jazz or classical album to do so. So Damn kind of sweeps all three of these to take a 2-0 lead um, with the achievements and the success categories. Sounds right. Sounds about right. Okay. Uh, so let's start with Cohesion. Now, this is where things get interesting because I, yeah. I looked at both of these albums 
both of these great albums. I even though I was I was talking shit on Damn because I thought Take Care deserved <laughs> to be in this slot. I think Damn is a great album. Um, I think that both of these albums are consistent thematically, lyrically, yeah. and with regards to production. And they have strong standouts, you know, from start to finish. You can listen to both of these albums straight through with no skips. When I when I went through this, I considered this to be a tie. Now I can be convinced either way, but like when I when I just did this by myself, I was like, I think these albums are equally cohesive, and so I scored it a tie. What do you think? Yeah. I have to agree. I think that both of them were able to tell a story. I, the fact that, you know, you know, listen to one story on Damn and then listen to the another story on Damn, I think is even just the fact that, that that's a possibility, um, you know, lets me know that it was it was put together very well and there was a lot of thought being put into it. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie, my, I love my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy because it literally felt like a roller coaster at times, but it was the, you know, one of those that you really just, you enjoy a little bit of everything with, with that album. So I'd have to agree. It's definitely a time. Okay. All right. So is, I wasn't sure how that was going to go. Cause when I was doing it, I was like, Oh, I think this is a tie, but I, but I can, you know, the albums are both so good. I can easily be swayed one way yeah. or the other. Um, but okay. So it's two, two to zero to one in favor of Dan. Let uh, me ask you a question real uh-huh. quick. So the way that I look at cohesion sometimes is skippability. Like if, if there's a song on there that I'm going to, like I can skip, or like that's a skippable song. Like, okay, let's do that one. It, it, are there songs on either of these albums that you would consider skippable? Not for me personally. I, I could listen to both of these albums straight through and, and not have a problem. I, I couldn't say that about a lot of the other albums that were in this tournament. Watch the Throne, for example. Uh, I skip that's my bitch and ham every single time I listen to that album. <laughs> like it's just yeah. it, it it doesn't do it for me anymore, even if it ever did. But with yeah. with uh Damn and my Beaver Dark Twisted Fantasy, I, there's not a single song that I don't want to listen to on either of those albums. The one song that does it for me, honestly, is All of the Lights and Monster. Like they're real, really? both very good songs, but it, I mean, it's kind of like Ham. Like it just—I think it just got played out for me. Oh, that's but fair. Don't that's get fair. me wrong. I love—I love the songs, but like if I'm listening to this album, you know, one day, okay, that was fun. Like you know, I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm, you know, a minute left in the song, I'll skip it. Like that's okay. That's you fair. know, but I can't do that. I feel like you know, Damage wasn't wasn't one of those albums for me, but at the same time. If I'm if I'm just pulling this album up, you know my beautiful dark twisted fantasy up out of nowhere, I'm gonna listen to it front to back. Like I'm not gonna skip anything. But if it's in my regular rotation, I'll find that song. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like if I I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, if I'm purposefully like I feel like I want to listen to this album because I haven't heard it in a while, I'll definitely listen mm-hmm. to the whole thing. But like if I listen to one song just like individually, I don't feel the need to like listen to the entire album. I can listen to you know the songs exactly. by themselves. Yeah, I'm with that. Um, so legacy, um, I, th- I think this is actually a easy, an easy category. Damn is not Kendrick's best album. Um, it's frequently labeled as overrated in a lot of circles, even though I disagree. Um, it was impactful <laughs> upon its release because anything Kendrick drops is going to have an impact, but it certainly didn't hit like his previous albums. But my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is honestly on a, a whole nother level. Like if you, when you think about, all of the story that was wrapped up in the release of this album, um, you know, Kanye taking that whole year hiatus after the Taylor Swift incident, um, 
to to have a comeback album. Um, this is personally not my favorite Kanye album, but I think it is his most important album. Um, it was also his comeback to rap after 808s and Heartbreak, and a lot of people had a lot of <laughs> felt a lot of ways about that album. I personally liked it, but you know, a lot of people don't consider that you know in his you know to be a great album in his catalog. Um, and if you look at where his career has gone since he's released this album, this might be his last great album period. If you really think about it, um, yeah. I enjoyed Jesus. I enjoyed the life of Pablo, but this album was Kanye at his sharpest. The production is on another level. It was inspiring. Um, and I don't think any of the albums he's released since this album can touch this album. So I think when you think of my beautiful dark twisted fantasy as Kanye's last great album, as far as we're concerned, it, nothing can touch his legacy. <laughs> yeah, no, I, and I agree completely with you on that. I think that this was one of those albums that really marked a turning point. In him, mm-hmm. That you know, this was his way of being able to express that in a way that still was very consistent with who he used to be. But like in a in a like, he, it was it was still Kanye, but he had grown. You could tell that he had been through some things. He had grown, and this is what he was able to produce from that. It was, like you said, I enjoyed the other ones, but never, none of them hit like this one. I mean, and, and like I said, even if I go back to, you know, like, like I said, the songs that I could skip, don't get me wrong. I very rarely skip them, but like that is a song I could skip just because it got played out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, outside of that, like, it's one of the things you can't, you, can't, you can't disagree with. Like this is definitely his last, last uh, top Kanye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy uh takes legacy so it is currently two to one to one in favor of damn with one category left so basically what happens here if we think damn has the the most the the better batch of standout tracks it wins the matchup and advances if my before dark twisted fantasy has the best batch it's a tie and we go to the tiebreaker uh-oh, here we go. <laughs> so, um, let's start with Damn. What were your standout tracks from Damn? Oh, man, okay. Um, Duckworth, obviously. Okay. Uh, I really liked Blood and DNA. Um, Element. Let's see. Humble, obviously. Loyalty. Um, XXX. I really like love and lust and fear. Um, okay, and I think I'm gonna cap it. I think I'm gonna cap it there. I- oh wait, what'd you say? You broke up a little bit. Sorry, I said Duckworth already, right? Yeah, yeah, you did. Okay, yeah. Okay. I think I'm good. I think I feel comfortable with that list. <laughs> so I think okay. I think let me make sure I caught everything you said. You said yeah. DNA, loyalty, humble, Duckworth. Love, lust, fear, and element, right? Oh, and you said blood. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Okay. And that's another one of those that, that I, you could argue me off of blood because it's, it's an intro song. Like, I completely agree with you in that regard. Okay, I will... Okay, so let me, let me say mine. Um, I think we were... The only ones that... All right, so let me just do it this way. So I had DNA, feel, loyalty, humble... Fear, God, and Duckworth 
So those are my seven. Where we what we had in common was DNA, loyalty, humble, fear, and Duckworth. So I had feel and God. You had element, love, lust, and blood. Um let's see. I am willing to let go of feel. It's it's an, another one that was like a personal um actually, you know what? If I gotta go to bat between feel and God, I think I want to go to bat for feel. Cause I think lyrically yeah. that song is just insane. Like feel yeah. and fear are two of the most lyrical songs. I think that um, just from a, like, just like, like if I had to guess which songs won him a Pulitzer, it would be feel and fear. Like it's just the wordplay yeah. and just like the dense, like themes that he packed into those two songs were insane. So if I, if, Feel and God can't be there. I'm gonna go to bat for feel. Um, yeah, and I, I'll be honest. I forget about. I mean, I love that song, and it literally took me pulling up the lyrics for me to be like, "Oh wow, how did I forget that?" <laughs> <laughs> but it's just another one of those where it's just like that storytelling and just being on point with every word. Every word is placed with intentionality, and I think that's really what pushes that song for me. So yeah. I could agree with you on feel. Okay. And and I'll let I'll let God go. I'll let God go. That's another just personal standout. I just kinda like that one. Um, okay. I I can't I can't put blood on there just because it's not even That's like fine. it's not even really a song. <laughs> like I, I do appreciate that intro and what it sets up for the album, but I, I can't yeah. even call it a standout. Um and the, the only reason that I add it is because it's an intro and an outro. Right, exactly. That's, exactly. You know what I mean? That's it. Like, and, but like, you know, not even considering that, like, you know, it wouldn't be on my list if it was just the intro. Yeah. Um, man, this album is so good. It's hard for me to even like Element, Love, and Lust are all good songs. Um, I, okay, so I, I'll, I'll say this I won't bend on Element, but I'll. What, what was the end of that? You said you won't bend on Element, but what? I said I will bend. I, I said I'll give you love or. Okay, that's fine. Um, I wouldn't even want to bend on Element. Element's a great song, um, and I think I ended up conceding that to to Joe too. Um, <laughs> I would take lust over love. I think. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean I think it, it goes back to lyrics again. If you think. About- yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it goes right back to lyrics, and I feel like that was one. Of, I, you know what? Yeah, let's let's just leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, so we got eight for damn. So let's move to my before dark twisted fantasy. What were your standouts there? Um, one of my favorites, gorgeous uh, power. I see all of the light monster. I you, I can't give that one up. Soul appalled. Uh huh. Um, I like Devil in a New Dress, Runaway, uh-huh. Blame Game, uh-huh. and then Who Will Survive in America, I think is my last one. Hell of a Life, I'm sorry, Hell of a Life also. So Hell of a Life and Who Will Survive in America? Yeah, but again, those two, I can I may be able to be, be bent on. We'll see. <laughs> so it's funny. So if you exclude those two, we have the exact same list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had I had <laughs> no, all of the ones saying, you like, said except for Hell of a Life and Who Will Survive in America. Um I would be willing to include Who Will Survive in America because I I think I or Lost in the World, I guess is the actual song part of that one. Um, right. 
Because I think I had it on my original list, and I think Joe like tried to convince me off of it, but I'm definitely willing to put it back on. <laughs> yeah. I okay. think it's a good song. I mean, yeah, it's another one of those where, like, you know, Kanye is, is lyrical, and, and I feel like he really did... Uh, he did, he did a bang up job. I'm gonna just say it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, so we're gonna do. All right, so for damn, we've got DNA, feel, loyalty, humble, fear, Duckworth, element, and lust. So eight versus my right. beautiful dark twisted fantasy, gorgeous power, all of the lights, monster, so appalled, devil in a new dress, runaway. Blame game, lost in the world, nine. Um, it's tough because this is a very good Kendrick album, but I don't think it's touching. The, like, I feel like four of these Kanye songs could. Well, I won't. I won't do that to Kendrick. I would say four, five, six <laughs> of these songs could go up against Kendrick's album, and like they're just so iconic. Like, Runaway is iconic. Yeah. Monster is iconic. And if you think about Monster and how it really took Nicki Minaj's career to another level, oh, yeah. like Power, which was the first single from the album. Yeah, it's Kanye all day. It's Kanye's yeah. album. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I hate to say it, too, because I love that damn album, but at the same time, the, I think when I listen to both of them, I enjoy listening to My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy more. Like, when I listen to it, I feel like I, it's one of those albums that I can dance to or just vibe to, mm-hmm. whereas Damn is one of those where I kind of got to focus a little bit. I can't always, you know, be doing work or doing something else while I'm doing that. Like, you really got to listen to that one. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, like, Kanye's album is kind of multifaceted. Like, he's got yeah. he's got the lyrics there, but he also has the songs where it's like, you can, you can definitely vibe to, turn up to like right. this like damn won a pulitzer for a reason like it's a it's a serious listen and exactly. even though he's got like love and loyalty in there as kind of radio hits but not really like i i think i think that's a good point for why these songs definitely are a little bit better yeah okay exactly. so we got we got a tie game it's two to two to one um oh man and we're gonna go to a tiebreaker so the best song um, the best song from each album will go up against each other. The better song will win it for the album. Um, and so we can we can debate on this, but I'm just going to throw out what I think the best songs from each album are. I think it should be Runaway versus DNA. What do you think? Ooh. Wow. So I was going to say Runaway for sure. Okay. But I'm, I'm torn. Uh, like I'm really torn between DNA and Duckworth. Ooh, okay, okay. But I think if you're gonna go DNA, I, I think I feel comfortable. With okay, okay. Um, that's that's a, that's a good. I like that. I like that pick. Um, I'm I'm open to either, to be honest, because I mean, if we're if we're being real, I think Runaway will beat either of them. So I'm I'm honestly open to whatever song <laughs> you want to pick. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I think so. I I like the story that Duckworth tells, but I like the radio play, the vibe that I get from DNA. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I think I like how I like also how it leads into the next song. You know, it's one of those songs that I think it was it was placed very well in the album. Um, but Runaway, it just and then honestly, just looking at the video, like Pusha T, 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, you're right. I mean, <laughs> either way, one, however we do this, <laughs> yeah, Kanye is probably going to take. Yeah, and like I, you know, DNA is a lyrical masterpiece. The story that Kendrick tells in Duckworth is great, but like Runaway is a it's a it's a masterpiece on so many fronts. Yeah. Like you can't think of that song without the VMA performance with him in the the salmon pink. Uh, well, actually, I think it was Pusha in the salmon pink, and Kanye was in all red, or it was flipped. One of those. Um, yeah the 35 minute short film with the Phoenix or whatever that he did. Like this song featured him owning the VMA incident. Um, It is unequivocally his comeback song and his like response to anybody who was doubting him after that incident, possibly the best song of 2010. Uh, I don't, I, it would be tough for anything to beat it. Um, I think this out this song's legacy alone is as big as the album. So I think that my beautiful dark twisted fantasy wins the tiebreaker. I agree, and it's funny because it's like it. That's one of my favorite songs on the album. But there are so many other good songs on the album. Get that there are other songs on the album. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right. So I I did not see that. Um, like when I just like kind of previewed this before I actually started like writing out the research, I did not see Dan putting up that big of a fight that it would go to a tiebreaker, but that was, that was yeah. a good round. Yeah, man. All right. So let's move on uh, to the blueprint division, the one seed good kid, Mad city versus the five seed Daytona by Pusha T. Um, Kendrick's second studio album released in October of 2012 Pusha's third solo studio album released in May of 2018. Um, success, Good Kid, Mad City has sold at least 3 million. Daytona has sold at least 77,000. So an easy 1-0 lead for Good Kid, Mad City. Wow. Um, achievements, uh, Good Kid, Mad City, two Grammy album nominations. One of them was Album of the Year, but no wins. Uh, two Grammy song nominations, but no wins. Uh, he also got a Best New Artist nomination. Daytona has one Grammy album nomination and no wins. So, slightly to Good Kid, Mad City. Billboard, Daytona debuted at number three uh, and spent seven weeks on the chart. Uh, Good Kid, Mad City debuted at number two and spent 384 weeks on the chart and is still <laughs> on the chart. So, an even bigger lead for Good Kid, Mad City. Um, records, no records for Daytona, but Good Kid Mad City earned the highest first week hip hop album sales of the year from a male artist and the best selling debut from a male artist of the year. So Good Kid Mad City kind of sweeps, uh, the achievements to go up 2-0 on Daytona. Um, let's skip to Cohesion. And I'll, I'll let you start. What do you think is the more cohesive album between Good Kid, Mad City and Daytona? I think, I mean, I think we have to be real with this one. Like, Good Kid, Mad City was a better put-together album. Like, the fact that we get into that minivan that we see on the cover and basically ride with Kendrick as he kind of lives a day in the life, you know, of, of a kid from Compton. I feel like when we look at it, I feel like it just, it was very, it was another one that just put together very well. And I mean, to do this because I feel like the first three rounds were all Kendrick so it's like we know the cohesion when it comes to cohesion like it's it's going to be one of those is going to be tough to match um I like Daytona but I think that you know just in comparison to that to you know to to uh GK and 
I got to give it to, to And you know, you may have just convinced me in the other direction because when I did this, I picked Daytona for cohesion um, mm-hmm. because I just thought, you know, the the minimalistic approach that Kanye and Pusha used uh, or employed on this album, the seven songs like tightly produced, um, like it kind of forced them to to have a cohesive project. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think they did. But then I think about what you said earlier about are there any songs that you would skip? And there are definitely a couple songs I would skip on Daytona. Um, yeah. Good Kid, Mad City. I probably listened to that whole thing straight through. Um, I think I think I agree with you, um, but you know, just for the sake of you know drawing this out a little more, I'm gonna vote Daytona on this, um, and so we'll we'll differ here. So it'll be, uh, let's see. So you'll have three O. Good Kid, Mad City. I'll have two one. Good Kid, Mad City. And basically, okay. if at any point I also get to three wins for Good Kid, Mad City, it it advances. Okay. Um, so let's do legacy. Well, I have to. I have to ask. Uh-huh. You, so you said you lean that you lean Daytona. Why do you lean Daytona? Just because. So before before I had thought about whether there were any songs that I would skip, I just think that. Daytona is just way more what's the word it's like more crisp and more focused and and that's hard to say going up against a Kendrick album um because Good Kid Mad City had standout tracks from start to finish and then it weaved his adolescent story in like all the way throughout but I just thought that um the focus the sharpness of Daytona um just made it more cohesive it just made the project as yeah. a whole more like it just fit together a little bit more than good kid mad city but it was really like comparing apples to apples for me yeah and i think that the hard part for me with daytona i guess was that when i looked at that summer and uh-huh. the fact that every album had that similar vibe you know seven songs get in get out granted every song was beautiful like i hate to say it even though i'm very upset with kanye and his words like that <laughs> right. man musically you gotta respect it unfortunately mm-hmm that was one that was that even that summertime that's the one thing that i wasn't a huge fan of was that yes each song was different but each song was like kanye so like i always knew you know coming into this kind of what i was getting myself into and sometimes i don't i i I prefer that little bit of surprise yeah and that's what i got with gkmc the first time i listened to it in comparison to Dave. okay okay you know what you know what be- because I think Good Kid, Mad City was about to win the legacy anyway. I, I think I'm I'm going to agree with you, and we'll just make this three zero Good Kid, Mad City. Um, personally, personally, Good Kid, Mad City was gonna win the legacy for me. I think Daytona um, is the best solo album Pusha T has created. Very focused, razor sharp, but. Um, I think the fact that Good Kid, Mad City was considered an instant classic as soon as it came out. Um, mm-hmm. It was the album that kind of put the Grammys on blast because that was the year they shut Kendrick out and they gave Macklemore his Grammy. Um, yeah. I think that Good Kid, Mad City is going to be remembered in 20 years more than Daytona will be. And so I think it would have won Legacy anyway. So we don't even need to do the the most standout tracks, even though I think if we had done it, it would have been a clean sweep for a good kid Mad City, because I think those songs are better. Yeah. 
Um, so Good Kid, Mad City moves on. Okay, okay, you convinced me. You convinced me. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and so now the final matchup of the Critics' Choice Conference: the two seed Undone by the Roots versus the six seed Astroworld by Travis Scott. Um, the this is the true epitome of like a a really like conceptual album versus a like a juggernaut as far as like popularity you know what i mean um so we'll see what wins out um as you could probably imagine uh astroworld wins success it sold at least three million uh undone sold at least one hundred and twelve thousand. so astroworld takes a 1-0 lead um achievements undone has one grammy album nomination no wins astroworld has one grammy album nomination two grammy song nominations no wins so that's a slight lead for astroworld um just because it has those extra song nominations uh billboard astroworld debuted at number one spent 84 weeks on the chart still there undone debuted at number 17 and spent eight weeks on the chart so that's a, a even bigger lead for Astroworld. And then neither album mm-hmm. has any substantial records. So I think Astroworld takes a 2-0 lead. Um, cohesion. What do you think about these, these matchups? Which project was more cohesive? I'm going to give it straight up to Undone. I think I just enjoy the roots in Questlove when it comes to their creativity, when it comes to putting together albums. Like, they really define like what music used to be and they brought it forward in my opinion and to a point where they're able to um reach across generations with their music where the one thing about astroworld is there were a couple of songs that sounded very similar i think it it had uh you know a couple of songs that again that could have been skipped but also the album um you know and i think when it comes down to it like you know astroworld was a fun album and it's another one of those albums that I'm still going to play and bump when I want to party, but I'm not going to play Undone when I'm going to party. So cohesive, like on two different fronts, I'd have to say Undone, you know, wins out hands down for me. Completely agree with you. Um, I think Astroworld um, was cohesive from like a production standpoint. But when you just think yeah. about what the Roots did with the whole telling this character's story in reverse order um it definitely wins cohesion for me so it's two to one um in favor of astroworld with cohesion um all right here's a question legacy what do you think what do you think has the greater legacy um i i hate to say it but i i really think astroworld does um you know there are quite a few songs on this on on undone that i think will continue to be remembered but i think the problem is just the roots like the roots have never been that that organization that that band that's going to be able to um like in my opinion kill it in the charts like i mean they have always put out great music and it's always music that i love and bump you know consistently but it's just it's something about it i don't know i don't know I don't, like i still don't understand what it is like i don't know if you understand like what it is do you, like do you know you see what i'm yeah, yeah, I think I get what you're saying. And it, you know, it's, this This is an unfortunate, I think, matchup for Undone. Um, yeah. Because, like, Undone is, is I think, uh, like, the Roots, 
like it's their most acclaimed album for sure. Like if we if I look at their critic score, it has the highest out of all of their albums. And even as far as what the fans scored it, it's tied for the highest with I think one of their their like much older albums. Um, yeah. It showed that they could make a really compelling concept album, which I think is something that they mm-hmm. hadn't really done before. Then is like make like a strictly conceptual album. And then they took that concept and yeah. they literally flipped it on its head by like kind of reversing the the order of the concept they use. And it added a lot more depth to what they can do. But when mm-hmm. I think about Astroworld and I think about Travis Scott's career, um, like no pun intended, uh, like it launched his career into space. It's his most acclaimed project yet. Highest critic score, critic score, um, as far as the fan score, fans rated Rodeo much higher than Astroworld. Um, but I think Astroworld is his most important album. Um, and this is tough for me. And we actually have a, a comment in the chat. Movie Man 691 said, uh, Legacy for who? For mass audiences, probably Travis. For music in general, no doubt undone. Um, and I, I think that's a I good point. Agree. Um, so maybe this is a tie. Maybe it's a tie for Legacy. I I mean, I can see it, honestly. I, I think, you know, it's a, like you said, musically, like mu- musically, I think undone when you look at it and, and the fact that, you know, the, like what last three or four tracks are like, you know, almost orchestral, like in, in a sense, whereas you go to Astroworld and like, I'm going to be bumping quite a few of those songs for a long time them for a long time i feel like whether they're in movies or something else along the way mm-hmm. so okay okay let's uh yeah this is a tough one let's call it a tie let's call it a tie for now yeah. or we could even even if we don't even want to make a final decision right now we can just leave this one and come back to it because we do still have the the standout tracks conversation and if we think Astroworld wins the standout tracks conversation it's going to win either way because it has a 2-1 lead so let's do the tracks and if Astroworld wins that um, it wins if uh, Undone wins that it'll be a tie and then we'll have to come back and make a decision on Legacy so for Astroworld my standout tracks I had Sicko Mode obviously um stop trying to be god no bystanders wake up astro thunder can't say and coffee bean what did you have i'm not gonna lie star isn't sicko mode uh stop trying to be god uh yosemite i don't i can't remember if i said houston for houston fornication i'm gonna just say no to use the fornication and say yes to coffee bean also Okay. We're probably going to cross on this one. Wait, wait. So you had Sicko Mode, Stop Trying to Be God. You said Yosemite. What else? Stargazing. Stargazing. And what else? Stop Trying to Be God. And then Coffee Bean. Coffee Bean. Okay. Okay. So we had Sicko Mode, Stop Trying to Be God, and Coffee Bean in common. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm already giving you stargazing. It's 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 the whole <laughs> intro thing with me, man. And I think I don't remember who yeah. I did this way. I think it was Joe again. Uh, that one also needs to be there. So I'll give you that. Um, I'm willing to let go of wake up 
Um, that's the one with the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm iffy on Astro Thunder, but I feel like can't say and no bystanders have to be there. I think just from a from a vibe, a energy, and a turn up perspective, yeah. like those are two of the most like uh, like those two songs like get me the most hype other than sicko mode on that <laughs> album like it's like the energy that just like comes off of those songs is insane and that's something you really got to consider with travis because that's like his whole that's his whole thing i was gonna say and if he didn't have you turned then there would be a <laughs> right um so what do you think are you no bystanders can't say either one of those I'm thinking, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to lean no bystanders. I really That's enjoyed right. the, I think it was World and Shaq West both, you know, especially during that time, like Shaq West was definitely on top, even though that song was so silly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, so that leaves, honestly, I'm willing to let go of Astro Thunder. Um. I'm drawing a blank on Yosemite. What? Hey, I'm, I'm definitely drunk. Yeah, it's that NAF feature, that NAF and Gunner feature. That's- oh, okay. Okay. I'm willing to include that one. I'm willing to include that one. Yeah, I couldn't let go of that one because that was, again, that was a wow, kind of helped NAV gain a little bit more uh, notoriety. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's, isn't that the one where they had to like go back and like redo his verse too because everybody was talking about how quiet he sounded? <laughs> exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah that was hilarious okay so we got sicko mode stop trying to be god no bystanders coffee bean yosemite and stargazing so we got six um for undone i had six songs wait is it six one two three four five i had six one time the other side i remember sleep make my and tip the scale Let's see. I think I had Make My Cool On The Other Side Lighthouse and Tip the Scale. Okay. You said Make My Cool On Tip the Scale. What else did you say? Uh, Let's see. Lighthouse. Lighthouse. Okay, so did you have one, two, wait, I feel like you said four. What were your, hey, give me your list again. Yeah, I definitely lost count. I'm like, wait. <laughs> um, so I have Make My, Cool On, cool. The Other Side, Lighthouse, and Tip the Oh, okay, okay. Okay, so we have in common three. We have The Other Side, Make My, Tip the Scale, um, you added lighthouse and cool on. I added one time. I remember in sleep. I think one time should be in there. I think it was a dope, uh, dope verses by Fonte and Dice Raw that were featured. I'm also definitely willing to give you lighthouse. I think is what I was saying. Yeah, I think both of those. I think are are, are good good ones that can slide in. I think some of the other ones, um, you know, can obviously be argued against, but I think that's a solid uh, solid bunch. Okay, so what we got is Undone, One Time, The Other Side, Make My, Tip the Scale, Lighthouse, versus Astroworld, Sicko Mode, Stop Trying to Be God, No Bystanders, Coffee Bean, 
Yosemite stargazing. What do you think? Okay. I think I could easily throw Legacy and the tracks to a tie, but we can't do that. Um, we can only really consider one of them a tie, so we're going to have to make a decision on one of them. Um, I don't know. Which one do you think <laughs> is easier for you to to like pick a side on between Legacy and Standout Tracks? Tracks. Tracks for sure will go to... to um to Travis Scott and Astro World. Yeah. That's the only reason I can say that is Yeah, the only reason I can say that is because it's another one of the you know, Undone is a is a album where if a song if I hear a song off of it in a movie or anything like that, I'll recognize it immediately. I feel like Astro World actually I will not recognize it immediately. Mm. Astro World is an album where I would recognize it pretty quickly and be able to say, Okay, I know I know exactly yeah, that that makes sense. Um, I I think I agree with that, and that gives Astro World three wins, so it will move on. Um, it will move on in the tournament, and I'm I think I'm okay with that. I think that I think that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let me pull the bracket up just for the just for the people so they can see it. So that finishes the. <laughs> Um, Critics' Choice Conference. What we have moving on is To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick versus My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, the matchup that everybody knew would happen. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> and Good Kid Mad City by Kendrick versus Astroworld by Travis Scott. Okay, stream. So here's what's going to happen. Um, we have completed... Um, round two of the Critics' Choice Conference. Um, it's going to be To Pimp a Butterfly versus My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and Good Kid Mass City versus Astro World. Um, we had moved on to the Fan Love Conference, but it seems like there's some, some thing going on with Twitch and what I use to, to broadcast the stream in general. So it's causing those audio issues where we couldn't hear each other or you all could only hear one person or something like that. So... I'm going to end the stream right now because I don't know if these issues are going to keep happening and I don't want to keep doing this back and forth thing. Uh, we're going to reconvene tomorrow um, at 6.30. Um, 6.30 p.m. Central. We're going to reconvene tomorrow for a short stream. Um, it's probably only going to be like an hour or so um, to finish round two of the Fan Love Conference. So tune in tomorrow evening, 6.30 p.m., to find out um, who is going to move on, which uh, four albums are going to move on from the Fan Love Conference. A lot of weird um, uh, audio issues, so I'm not sure why why that was happening. But thank you all for tuning in to the stream. Peace. up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 